Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? Hi, Alex. I'm great, and I'm really excited to be here with you. I'm excited to have you. I have been a fan and a customer for quite a bit now of Sarah Silks. But before we get started, before I ruin the intro by telling everyone who you are, (laughs) why don't you tell the Hey Girl listeners who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Sarah Lee, and I make play silks. I own Sarah's Silks, and we make toys for imaginative play. I've been doing this for 25 years, ever since my son, who's now 30, was four. And um, I started out just making play silks, and now we also make toys out of wood and cotton for pretend play. Amazing. I would love to know what triggered you to make play silks and also how it's been able to grow over the past 25 years into something that is in the homes and hearts of so many people. First of all, I just want to say that I'm so honored to be here and I found you through Instagram and I was so excited to see your older daughter, Charlie, playing with your baby, Isla. And your older daughter was making like a figure eight with our giant rainbow silk and your baby was giggling and laughing and their interaction and the way they were playing together is exactly why I keep on doing what I'm doing every day is because that kind of creative play is what I think the world needs more of and is just so important. And that's what feels me and that's what started that's how I started was my my own son was um, four and he loved to play pretend and he loved to dress up and but he didn't like itchy things and I wanted natural fiber dress ups for him but I mm-hmm. really know what to do about that so one day we went to visit the local Waldorf school. We went to a Mayfair and we visited the kindergarten with our neighbor friends. And when the children went in the kindergarten, there were just baskets of things like rocks and shells and pieces of wood. And there were baskets of cloth. And I saw how the children gravitated toward these cloths and they started to use them as capes and they built a fort. And I thought, that's exactly what I need for Josh so that he can use his imagination to make the cloth into things. And so, So I went home 
And I actually knew another family who was at the same Waldorf school who was importing silk, and they also make the dye, the Jacquard acid dye, which is the dye we still use to this day. They're a local company, family-owned. And so I bought some of their dye, and I got out my sewing machine, and I sewed some squares, and I dyed them <laughs> in Josh's favorite colors, which are green and purple and blue. And then he just started playing with them. And he was a mermaid. He was a Aladdin on a magic carpet. He was sailing his boat. And the neighbor children used them. And I realized that they were a wonderful tool, much like a cardboard box is, as we know as parents, that children will use the box often as so many things. And a stick that cloth was wonderful. So I, um, I dyed up a basket of them and I took them to our local natural toy store in town in Santa Rosa, California, which is where we live. And the owner of the toy store, another mama said, oh my goodness, I love these. I make me more. I, nobody makes them. I'd love to sell them. At the time I was a maternal child nurse and lactation consultant and I had a baby and a four-year-old and my husband had two jobs. And so I started, I thought, well, maybe I can make my own business of this. And I did. I, I just kept dyeing them in my kitchen sink with my baby on my back in the sling and oh, I didn't have a computer or anything that was in the early 90s and I I would call the Waldorf schools and ask do you have a toy store in your town and send them a sample and people would order them and and I did that and I kept doing that for about a year until my my spouse um, quit one of his jobs and then he joined me and he actually helped a lot because he bought a computer and helped me make some processes around how to organize the company and that's really amazing thank you yeah it's been such a wonderful thing and from there every like for then my baby Noah I made him a silken cotton blanket I loved it so then I made one for a friend and I started to make those for and offer them for sale when Josh had a birthday when he turned six I made him a special rainbow birthday cape and then those became something I offered so pretty much everything I made I made for my children first and then I started offering and it's just really grown organically and naturally. I think that's the best way to build community is through that organic love for something. And um, I want to transition a little bit and talk about what silks and using your hands and imaginative play have taught you specifically as the owner of the business, the importance of community and cultivating playfulness within ourselves as makers, but also for our children. I have found an amazing community in the handmade toy community right here in Sonoma County. We have doll makers, woodworkers, and we actually joined together to make a cooperative store that we have in Sebastopol. So that's one way I've found community. And a lot of us are parents and we've worked together with our children at our feet as they grew up. Another way is that our Waldorf school, the community has been amazing at the fairs and at, in our parent groups. But I also find community through Instagram. And that's how I found you. And you inspire me all the time with your poetry, with your writing. People share every day. I love seeing all of amazing creative ideas the families are doing with play silks and their creative play and imagination all over the world. So there's all kinds of ways to have community online and in person. And I think it's especially important as we raise our families to find our communities and support. 
Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so what has been your favorite part of creating these play silks? Has it been seeing the children with them? Has it been making the play silks? Do you have help now? I mean, the business has grown so much. So, so what's been your pivotal moment of Sarah's silks and, and how it's you know, transformed over the years? I think my favorite part is actually what's happening right now. I am actually at a play date photo shoot as we're talking. <laughs> I am sitting in a separate room from all the children. We run play dates about once a month with local children. Sometimes we, right now we rented an Airbnb and they're playing with the toys. We test out our new ideas. We also take photos and we do ideas for like crafts and content, which we have on our blog. So that's the most fun part for me is talking to the moms, being with the children, testing out the toys, thinking up new toys, having all you people out there in the world give me ideas. That's very best part. And I have to say I have an amazing team. We are 12 people. My son, my oldest son, Josh, is now working with us. He's our marketing manager. And that's super amazing to have him go out in the world and come back and work with us. It's been wonderful. And the people who work with us are mostly parents. A couple of them played with the silks when they were kids. And now they're parents and they work for us and their children are playing with our toys. Oh, wow. So it's that's really, amazing. Yeah, they're like 30 year olds and they're kids are now playing. Yeah, it's just really wonderful. Um, great community within our, our workspace too. So before we wrap up here, I definitely want to talk to you about being a business owner and self-care and what self-care looks like for you as someone who's running a business, has employees, who's you know having these creative ideas and creative sessions. I mean, you stepped away from work to talk to me and I'm so honored about that. How do you take care of yourself? How do you step away and you know maybe not have a phone call or, or not be enthralled with the work? I would love to hear that from you. Yes, self-care is really, really important. And your writing inspires me and reminds me. I had a difficult childhood, a traumatic childhood. And actually, I used creative play in my childhood to help me heal. So that's another thing that I think led me to this business. It also makes it extremely important for me to remember to take care of myself. And it also makes it very challenging. Uh, I have learned that I need to get up in the morning and write every morning before I do anything else. So I journal, I do the artist's way. I love that book. And yes, amazing. (laughs) I do my morning pages. And I also keep a separate notebook. So when I often when I do my morning pages, then I get great ideas right after right around there. So I keep I write my ideas in a separate notebook because I don't reread my morning pages that and I do keep a very strict schedule of work I try to only work nine to five and I walk in nature with my dog and my husband and I run the business together so we try to have work meetings at work we take a work walk at two o'clock every day we try to keep our work stress out of our home mm. it of course sometimes happens but um, working with a, a spouse can have its challenges too the other thing I do is I contra dance on the weekends I love to dance which is my way play. Oh my 
goodness, that's awesome. That is so great. I want to talk about dancing before we wrap up because that's sure. it's so interesting because I used to dance and I have not been in a dance studio in years. But on Sunday, the 12th of January, I go back to dance class. I'm taking modern dance classes for adults and I'm very excited to move my body and play in that way. And I like how you mentioned that's how you play. So how long have you been dancing and using that as a form of self-care for you? And, and, and how does that make you feel in your body as you step away from work, as you mentioned, and give yourself some time? It's really important to be in my body and get away from the thinking. And I can really lose myself in, in the music and the movement. And for me, it's great that it's not, doesn't have to be perfect too, because yeah, so this kind of dance is just fluid. And yeah, I don't know if I'm describing it exactly right, because it's just release and fun. And yeah, it's very important for me. I love it. And I'm so glad you're going back to dance too. I want to ask you one more question before we before we say goodbye, before we wrap up. And that question is, what what advice would you give? Maybe not even advice. What tip would you give a parent who is looking for ways to nurture their child's imagination and their sense of sensory play and how they can make it fun and enjoyable and have the child keep coming back for more? I know with me and Isla, when we play with the play silks, we drape them over our chairs and I have the wooden clamps and then, you know, she's underneath. So it's a tent. I haven't been able to get my hands on one of your tent frames yet for the silk. So we just use our chairs and things and uh-huh. we have fun with that. And she puts her um, silks in her pots and pans at her kitchen and she plays that way. So I would love to know from you as a business owner, what tips and tricks you could give parents who are looking to implement this type of Montessori play and sensory play with their kids? Well, as you were talking, I was just thinking, that's so amazing what you're doing is just providing simple toys for that your child can use imaginations to in different ways every day over and over again, and also the time and space to play. I just think that's the most important thing. They really don't need a lot of toys, I don't think, and they don't need a lot of expensive things. And I think we forget in our busy lives sometimes to just have time, you know, just give them, give, give ourselves time to, you know, to just be. I learned, um, yeah, I probably forgot when my kids were little sometimes too, and I would give more than they actually needed, you know, and I thought, oh, I should take them more places or give them more. But really, a simple, simple few things is actually best. And I think the gift of your time is so valuable. And the fact that you're building forts with your daughter, that you're playing with them, and then also some time where you're just working nearby, you know, maybe you're cooking or you're, you know, keep the toys near you we have our silks in a basket all of them and then i love how look around and isla is like throwing the silks up in the air and it looks like it's raining silks everywhere Uh she's like (laughs) trying to figure out which one she wants to use and i have to say before we go that the shooting star is Mm -hmm. in our in that little rainbow dash is like our favorite thing ever it is so fun i throw them across the length of the living room and isla just darts after the (laughs) the star and it's very fun and I hope that you continue to make those in different forms because they are so 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 fun to play with even me as a 30 year old woman I'm like I love this thing I want to I want to keep throwing it back and forth it's so fun thanks for listening to the show today please rate subscribe and review also feel free to share with a friend we love having our community grow music is by DC's own Kokai
The Hey Girl Podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.